Hello everyone. I think we need a bit of positivity at the moment and today's guest is always trying to spread positive vibes with social media posts and merchandise across Hull. Ollie Marshall is today's guest and is part of the Spray Creative team and creator of Friends on Every Street. In this episode, we discuss how Ollie first got into aerosol art, how Friends on Every Street evolved, and finally, we discuss what Ollie plans for the future. Please share this episode with friends for Stay Humble to Grow. Now it's time to stay humble with Ollie Marshall. Yeah. Welcome to Stay Humble Podcast, Ollie Marshall. How are you feeling today? Hey, I'm feeling good, mate. I'm feeling okay today. Cold, cold, but good. No, that's great. And what I want to sort of do is basically find out firstly, how you found your interest in aerosol art. So I wanted to just find out how you first got involved in that sort of, you know, this the career path that you're on. Yeah, um, it, was, it was at secondary school. Um, I don't know if people know like too much, but I used to skate a lot. Like, I used to be very, very into skating um, before it was cool. Now it's now it's trendy, but it was before it was trendy. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just kind of part and part and parcel of it all, really. Um, so like skated oh, since I was tiny, um, and then got approached by some guys at school and just basically said, "Do you want to start doing graffiti?" Um, none of us had a clue what we were doing, um, and we there was four of us, um, and we just just basically self taught from there. Um, and and some of the, some of the guys now are still doing doing graffiti now or, or creative stuff at the very least. So yeah, that, that's kind of how I got into the graffiti side of things. Yeah, and, and who was the influences in that? Like, who was the people that sort of sparked that? Was it obviously teachers at school, or was it just something that that just came about? Yeah, I, th- I think um, it was it was I, I definitely. So basically, I just used to have like a little tag I did before I even knew it was graffiti. I just used to write my name just Ollie, my name, like in bubble, bubble writing, if, if, if you will, like, and I used to have it on my bag and everything and like just part of like the skating lifestyle, really. Um, and then, like I say, these lads, at, these lads at school, so it was Johnny, Sonny and Matty kind of just came up to me at school and was just like, right, seen your bag, should we start doing graffiti? So, oh, first instance, they've got to be the reason why I do what I do now, really. Same age as me and everything. Um, but I think out, outside influences, like, after they had that conversation, really, it's like Hull's got such rich graffiti history. It's like at one point was really one of the graffiti capitals of the UK. So subconsciously, probably like grew up around it. There's like some big graffiti crews in Hull back then. So um, you've got like RFM and DRA. So it was everywhere in the city anyway. And then there's also like the the stupid tag side of things that everyone loves, like the the classic S that everyone does and, and stuff like that. So I think realistically, it probably would have always happened. I just, they've just set it off at the time they've set it off, really. And when did that come about in terms of taking it into like a professional sort of output rather than just doing it sort of socially, you were doing it in terms of a natural profession? Um, it, was, it was 2016, 2016. So in between those those lads asking me at school, and kind of setting up to do to do commissions and stuff. That uh, I just kind of like. I started painting with um, two good mates, Josh and Kane. Just kind of painted with them every weekend. Didn't realise for like over a period of three years we were kind of inseparable, really. And we'd done a lot. And we just kind of looked at each other. We all had our own different skill sets, and we were just like, we're missing a trick here. 
should probably set up and try and do bedrooms. We just thought we'd do kids' bedrooms. That was literally it, and that was the aim. Um, so yeah, just kind of looked looked at each other and, and set up within the week, and and it boomed. To be fair, um, completely accidental. So I mean, the, the, I think you're talking from 2006, 2005 to 2016 was the period between me kind of picking up a spray can and um, and and ruining someone's wall, <laughs> someone's bedroom, <laughs> and then. Like, what are sort of the pieces that sort of influence that, you know, like in terms of the city, is there any favourite pieces of artwork that you see on a ceiling you're passing by and stuff that sort of give you that inspiration to do what you do? I think, so I, I like painting graffiti letters, like graffiti letters are, are, are what I'm about. It's it's realistically the majority of what I'm interested in. Um, and that's probably the opposite to the general public. Um, but again, like to reference... The, the guys that was in Hull in like the 80s, the 90s that just completely put Hull on the map. Their stuff, um, some of it which can still be seen now. Um, and then, you know, in more recent recent times, you've got all the stuff on Bankside, really. Uh, and to pick, to pick a piece is difficult. Um, but I, oh, the, the, really, Hull's a city of colour. So just just to be from this city, I think, is is really... What, what what stands out to me and inspires me like yeah and to pick a piece of artwork i was just going to go back to sort of january 2018 when banksy um revealed his artwork on scott street bridge really was that sort of a period where people sort of accepted street art in the city in terms of like it sort of was it a revolution as in the area in terms of artwork being accepted and then sort of seeing a trend from there where people started to to go about it from then yeah, absolutely. So, so Hull, like I've just told you the periods of time that I was kind of like painting. So, you know, Hull has had like a very strong scene really in and out since the 80s. So it's always been very popular graffiti. You know, it's everywhere. There's some very good artists. You get people, you know, travelling out the city, out the country. Um, so it's quite funny when Banksy came to Hull because I, I'm personally not a massive Banksy fan. I appreciate what he does. But all of a sudden, everyone in the area became an absolute like street art graffiti fan, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it did it did change the city, you know that that helped set up Bankside Gallery, um, which I was a part of, helped setting up, you know, doing that using our portfolio, making the communications there. So when when Banksy painted, they couldn't really get hold of any um, graffiti artists, um, and, and unfortunately, um, Spray Creative was the go-to so we were getting asked questions about Banksy every five seconds um, and we just kind of thought again well if everyone loves the Banksy they can appreciate local art so yeah it was it was you know unfortunately for me it was a massive part of it it would have been nice if people would have just realised how good the city was and, and how good the artwork was in general without Banksy coming but you know he's, he's done us a favour definitely yeah, do you feel like it's inspired some of the work, artwork that's on there today? You know, just in terms, like you say, going even you just took a trip down Bankside, it's it's so, so different in terms of vibrancy, in terms of the artwork that's on display now. You know, in terms of, like I say, obviously with Bankside Galleries helped in terms of revealing areas where people can now spray legally. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, there's, I could, you know, there's there's loads and loads of artists that have indirectly painted, started painting since Banksy 
has come and since Bankside Gallery has set up, it's created a space, it's created a platform, it's created a community really. Um, so indirectly, 100%. And then the events that we've put on because of it, you know, indirectly, like the catalyst of, of, of Banksy painting, we've done like, I think we had 150 artists from all over the country on Preston Road, well, like music, food, um, DJs. So again, like indirectly, absolutely, he's massively, massively changed your city. Um, which you've got a shouting for, really. You've got to, you've got to give him credit for that, definitely. Yeah, I'd agree. And I certainly saw like the Preston Roadworks of on the houses and stuff, and that was certainly something to to go and see what the different artwork on display on all these houses and stuff. It was really, you know, just really great to see all these different vibrant sort of displays and stuff on them houses. I felt that was a really great project to see that happen. Um, and what I want to kind of just venture into now is something that you're sort of showcasing right now with your hat in terms of where did the idea for Friends on Every Street sort of evolve? Um, so I'm I'm, a, I'm I'm technically like a designer, technically like a cowboy designer. So I've been a, some form of designer since I started my, my, my actual professional full-time job, um, my real normal job, we'll call it. Um, and, and I kind of realised that I'd never created anything. I, I, I was I basically dealing signage. So I was just doing signage every day, other people's logos. And I basically one day decided I wanted to start doing digital artwork, digital graffiti, digital illustration. Um, and I was not intending on purely doing whole-based stuff. It was just somewhere for me to create artwork and, and dump it on the internet it's a separate thing to what i do uh, do you see what i mean i was just trying to create this, this this opportunity for me to just go that's something i've done i've got to do it it's chucked on the internet no one really knows it's me cool if people like it they like it and, and it was just like that i just really just a a place of work for me just for fun you know yeah and where do you sort of find sorry where do you find like your um, inspiration for every design? Like where where does the inspiration come from? Well, well again, like I, when I set when I set up Friends of the Street, um, I don't even think I called it that originally. I think I just came up with an Instagram name, and it was just for digital artwork. And then I kind of set out that I wouldn't do just whole stuff, um, which is really embarrassing now. Really looking back. Um, I, I, I don't know. I honestly do not know. At some point, I just ended up. I think it was. I think my first few designs were like rip-offs of Hull City, Hull KR, Hull FC. I did like a spin on them, and then like I did something to do with like the Warriors film and Chip Spice. Um, and and I don't know. And I kind of realised it was getting a good response. I was really enjoying it, and I wasn't finding it hard to do. You know, like as a creative to, to come up with a concept, I, it was just happening. And then that's, I guess, the point I realised, well, why am I trying to do all this other stuff that in me? I might as well stick to what I know and, and stick to, like, whole, whole stuff that I enjoy. Like my graffiti work, I do quite a lot of, like, <sighs> quite a lot of, like, rip-offs of stuff in graffiti. So I'll put characters in my work and I'll maybe base mine alias on the logo. So I guess it was just natural. It stepped into that and then started doing rip-offs there. Um, but I, but for, like, inspiration, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I'm, I think my brain's broken. I, that's all I can put it down to, really. 
<laughs> I, th- I think they're really like just creative in terms of just like the little thoughts of just twisting like words and stuff. I think they're great. And obviously, I don't know how you must feel like in terms of your emotions, in terms of seeing people um, purchasing the merchandise that you do now, in terms of you know showcasing it on social media and stuff. How does that feel like? You know, to see people, you know, sort of wear it on a regular basis and and showcasing that now. It's mental, like, absolutely mental. And the best, the best, best bit is like I know how much I've. I've sold, you know, in, in, in numbers and I know what items I've sold and I hardly see people in it. So it's brilliant. Like, I, and I quite like that as well. Like, I, it, it, so it keeps it not real to me. At the end of the day, I'm enjoying it. It's fun for me. You know, I'll say I don't put a lot of work into it. I, I do, but subconsciously. Do you know what I mean? It, it's just an outlet for me, a creative outlet. Um, so the response and the support that I've received from the city is like genuinely one of the main reasons why I do it and, and why why I'm so keen to support other independents and put things on for the public and because they're just legend it, people in all the legends do you know what I mean they, they don't need to do what they need you know they've just got such good sense of humor such massive pride so yeah I'm, I'm absolutely honored that people would even consider buying something silly that I've made up that's really good to hear that and you know, what are like the plans for the future for your designs or the brand? Is there any particular goals of the future that you're thinking about? Yes, yeah, so I've got I've got a space at the moment in um, King's Pub, so the old King Billy Pub. Uh, but but realistically, you know, I think it was last year I had an event booked in with Cheap Life collab event, another exhibition. So I did an exhibition in I think it was 2019, and it, it went really well. Like the number of people that came through was amazing. I, you know, I collaborated with a lot of people in the city um, and it was such a good day. And I really wanted to do another day and give back again, really. Um, but, you know, COVID kicked in 2020, didn't it? So that just absolutely ruined everything. And we had another one. We moved it back to 2021. That that didn't happen. So as soon as normal life resumes, I'll be doing as many events as possible. Um, you know, I'm, I'm look, always looking at spaces. Um, I think... I've got years and years and years of experience in, in print and, and design. So I think naturally I'm going to start stepping into that and offering services there. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to go wherever it goes, mate, really. Uh, keep keep creating whole merchandise, keep flying the flag. But I think outside of that, events, spaces and kind of like stepping into the print world personally a bit more and offering my services is the way I'm going to go. No, that sounds something really exciting to do for the future. But I wanted to just touch on there where you obviously mentioned in regards to the last year of stuff. You know, has there been some challenges in terms of finding sort of creativity? Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, um, absolutely. I was literally talking about this um, the other day. It's for me personally, I, I, I like to keep busy um, and, and I'm used to working like three jobs or something like that, you know, and then getting in and I've only got a short period of time to create and it's a lot of pressure, but I work well under that. Whereas with lockdown and stuff, not only has the world stopped, I'm in no rush to create. Um, so that, that, that I, I personally have found it really hard. Um, it probably won't show um, to some people, but I have, in my mind, I have hardly been creating. I haven't really been as active as I'd, I'd like to be. Um, so yeah, it's been difficult. And then you've got no outside influences, have you? You've got, there's not been a lot happening. You know, you're not out in the world, like spotting things that you can use as inspiration. Um, so yeah, it's been difficult. I, I, 
I did try and use it, you know, and, and do fundraising and and use it to to kind of put positive energy back out to the people. It was locked down, and I did do that, you know, and it was a great, yet again, a great response to first lockdown. But especially this third one, it's it's a nightmare, mate. It really, is. I'm, I'm struggling definitely as a creative. Yeah, I can imagine it has been for a lot of people, especially like, you know, this has dragged on and on and on now. Um, is there anything that you have learned from this period? Is there anything that you think that you've learned from the time that you've been able to sort of do anything that you could do differently now? Yeah, take time. Take time. Give you give your brain a rest. Like, I, I don't think I'll be going back to working two or three jobs, um, like never being at home type thing, you know. I just want to feel the breeze a bit more I think it, it, I've really at the same time as a creative it, it's it's killed me off a bit I've enjoyed it as a person like the slowing down for me has been nice because it's forced me to do that um, and and just maybe different ways of working and actually taking time to try and talk to people like I always say hello to everyone but but everyone misses like human contact now don't they so yeah. taking time you know in normal life to to make time for people that that means something to you, really. It's been a good learning curve as much as it's been horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that you would say to people maybe to recommend during this lockdown? Is there any things like maybe like free ideas maybe or something that you would suggest to people to, to deal in with this time? Yeah, I, I think um, I think going outside, like going out. I, I was always outside painting anyway, but when lockdown came, like, you don't realise how much you're outside in general. So like, I've got billions of running. Don't, I'm, I'm athletically challenged. So it's it's massive for me to, to do that. And the, the mind space that that gives me, so obviously I don't mean running, just going outside, going for a walk. Um, that would be my number one. Um, and, and number two, I, I think just creating opportunities. So like there is a lot of independents in the city that are not only absolutely amazing at what they do, they've stayed open during lockdown. So like go grab a coffee use that as an opportunity to get out the house because there ain't a lot there ain't a lot to do how many times can you walk around the block do you know what I mean so yeah go outside create opportunities to like treat yourself do you know what I mean go go support your local independence as well at the same time and then number three what would I say number three probably music music zone out do you know what I mean don't have the TV on don't have the news on because it's never good news is it just just make your own good news Make your own no. good energy, isn't it? It's just, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's a really good tip, certainly, in terms of turning off the news and TV, because obviously it's just been the same old, same old, and it's just, yeah. like, it's just, it's just making people feel miserable more and more watching it. So it's not going to pick up your spirits doing that sort of stuff. And I really like that point in terms of supporting independence. You know, a lot of obviously these bigger brands are, you know, these sort of national sort of chains and stuff like that. They're okay in terms of, you know, the business flow in terms of all over the country. But like you say, these independents really do need our support right now where, you know, they haven't got that security. They've got to do whatever that comes through that door. They really need that support. So I think that's a really good um, bit of advice from yourself in terms of supporting the local businesses. I don't think um, I don't think people realise, like, that Hull has actually got, um, as far as I'm aware, Hull has got more independent businesses that are thriving than it has, like, your franchises and your corporates, you know, all these people are coming back, you know, uh, was it Pizza Hut are going to come back and, and all these, they all disappeared when they had the opportunity and all their independents have, have just like cracked on and not only have they done it for themselves, they've done it for everyone else. Like for me, mate, if, if these independents weren't open, I'd have lost the plot even more. 
You know, they've done an absolute service, an absolute service to the people of Hull. And, and whether people have realised that that they can access that, I don't know. But, you know, it's massive. I'm so proud of them, honestly. They've done so, so well in the, in the face of adversity, like just to adapt like they have. It's been class to see. Yeah, let's hope that people do go and support them even more. And obviously, once this, hopefully, this period's over, then it's going to even make them grow even more. I'd like to Absolutely, mate. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm hoping as well, to be fair. Yeah. So I've got a few final questions for you, Ollie, to sort of ask you. Um, and the first one is, what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be human? Caught me off guard with these. I like it. You probably get some dodgy answers. I think, what, what does it mean to be human? I think to create. Uh, to create, um, to, to enjoy, um, like to connect. So, do you know what I mean? And then going back to the creating thing, like to connect with something you enjoy doing as well, like to connect with people. Um, make just to be nice. It's got, if, it, if we've learned anything, it's got to be, just not be a dickhead. It's got to be to be nice, and Be positive. Just, just try your best while you've got the time on, time on earth that you have, really. No, I really like that point. <laughs> it's just, like I said, just got to be nice. And I like that in terms of being creative as well. Like, I think that's one of the things I've certainly found from this period has been able to just be more creative with my time and, and use these things to help people, like saying, and connect with others, a, a really good point. Um, and finally, I just want to ask you, what keeps you humble? Or oh, let's just stay what, humble. What keeps me humble? Um, I think I do. I think I do a lot of, a lot of things that I do subconsciously, I do it, I do it for like other people and I don't realise, do you know what I mean? I do a lot of things to make, to make other people subconsciously proud. So I'm not really, not really doing a lot of the things for me. And I, and I think that keeps me bottomed out. Do you know what I mean? Like they're, they're probably my main motivation that I don't realise. Like I say all the paintings that I'm doing and stuff, it's, it's to show my daughter Marla when she's older. It isn't in, to show me, it's to, it's to leave something behind for someone else. And, you know, and I think that keeps me humble. And then, like, the support, like, at the end of the day, the things that I'm doing won't be anything without everyone else and, and all the people I've collaborated with and all the support, people like yourselves that are making contact. I, I'm just one person, and at the end, you know, and, and that's all it comes down to. You're nothing without everyone else. So that, that's got to bottom you out on it and keep you humble. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. And I think that's really inspirational that you want to show your daughter then that works in the future. I think that's really something to be proud of. Um, and I'd like yeah, to just finally um, just give you a platform now in terms of, you know, where can people reach out and see like what you what you do on a daily basis in terms of your social media presence or and, and stuff like that, really? Yeah, um, it's a bit, it gets a bit messy because I've got about 100 different ones. But <laughs> obviously it's at, at Friends on Every Street is, is the main one for like the merchandise etc um and that's where you'll see like i try and help as many independents as i can uh, so that that's kind of like a good place to go just for people in this area and just for people that want to maybe switch off and look at some stupid logos really um and then the other things i'm involved with with would be uh bankside galleries that's at, at bankside gallery hull um and that's where obviously the platform for all the graffiti artists are street artists aerosol artists um and then Artsbury Creative is is basically myself and, and my mates for hire. Um, so that's really the three things. If, if you was interested, you'd be able to suss out a bit more about what I'm about. Yeah, like I say, I'll always put them on my podcast notes and everything like that, so people can 
look at them anyway. But like I say, I want to just say thank you for getting involved in this podcast. I've really enjoyed listening to what you've been talking about in terms of, like say, Spray Creative and talking about, um, you know, friends on every street as well and, and, and Bankside Gallery. It's been really insightful in terms of, you know, all the things that you do. And I just think that you what you're doing is great. And I want you to, you know, keep inspiring more people in this city. Thank you, mate. Really appreciate it. And honestly, like, good for you as well for jumping in on these as well. Like, this is creative what you're doing. So fair play, mate. Like you say, jumping in this in like lockdown and that legend for him, mate. Pat on the back. Thank you, Ollie.